Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reclaimed Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better, including and especially herself. Hey guys, welcome back to the show, or if you're new here, hi, hello, and welcome. Mm. I hope you all are doing well, staying well, and being well. Um, It's been a rough few years, but (laughs) it's been a rough few weeks over here personally um I would like to dedicate this show to one Miss Danette Reed um just a wonderful wonderful light wonderful soul kind compassionate welcoming inviting um a soror of all sorors of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated um just any time I spoke with her, she was always kind and warm and compassionate. She was always so inviting. She was always so gracious and amazing. And I hate that I'm using the past tense to speak of her. Um, I want to send love to her daughter, Danae, who is also a soror. Um, and I just... Mm. Losing her was like a really heavy, heavy blow to our community. But I can only imagine what Danae and her brother and the rest of their family are going through. So I'm sending all my love and compassion to them. So I'm dedicating this show to them and to her and to her life and legacy. Um, so yeah, uh, otherwise life is life and, you know over here writing, creating the things. Um, Y'all's favorite little niece is just running around here as our employer, bossing us around. Um, Had the chance to go hang out with her aunties yesterday for Memorial Day um, at the time, if you're hearing this on Tuesday, um, which is the day I'm recording it. Sorry, y'all. Your girl got tired. I usually record Monday nights, but your girl got tired Monday night. Um, so Tuesday, yes, she got to hang out with her aunties. She got to hang out with a bunch of her cousins um, the day before. So she's getting all of the socializing. Uh, and I'm elated, elated, so happy that we could finally like be around family um, a bit more consistently. Um, so let's get into last week's recap. Um, last week's episode was called Juneteenth and Hairspray. Uh, we talked... I had a chance to speak at a round table with some of the members of the cast of Hairspray. Phenomenal show. If you have the chance to see it, go, 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 go. Um, but yeah. And then we talked about the problem with Juneteenth merch. And if you know me, it's never just flat out that problem. It's usually a, little, a bit deeper, um, which, you know, there isn't a problem with Juneteenth merch. The problem is when, other people outside of black folk benefit from Juneteenth merch. So that's that on that. Um, If you want to listen to that episode that is currently live. And like I always say, if you want to binge, there's one person who will never mind, never mind it at all. And it is I. So let's get into this week's episode. I'm going to give you guys a trigger warning at the top. I'm talking about Uvalde. I'm talking a lot about Uvalde and what happened 
um, in Texas mere days ago. Um, so if you're maxed out, if you're overwhelmed, you can always fast forward to the end of the show where, you know, I do my rant and we talk about the good things that are happening and things like that. Or you can just skip this episode entirely. I will completely understand. But the church announcements are very heavy in Uvalde territory. So I just want to give you guys a heads up at the top so that you guys know where we're going. Um, otherwise, hang back and let's chat about what the hell happened. Like, my God. All right, let's get into these church announcements. Hit it, Earl. Let the people of the reclaim say amen. Glad to be here, say amen again. And say amen one more time if you really like the show. We glad that y'all here today and these will be your church announcements. All right, lots to talk about um, because we are doing a sort of deep dive. It's not really a deep dive but sort of deep dive into the Uvalde school shooting um, that happened at Robb Elementary when two teachers and 19 students were killed when an 18-year-old with a legally purchased firearm went on a rampage. Um, it's heartbreaking, and there's no other way to describe it. It is heartbreaking in... The fact that it happened, it is heartbreaking at the lives that were lost. It's heartbreaking at the lives that were affected. It's heartbreaking because this was largely unnecessary. This didn't need to happen. Not that mass shootings need to happen, period, but elementary schools are the sites for imagination. They're supposed to be a fun, safe place where our young, some of our youngest children go to formulate how to think this is schools are places where we teach our children how to think about things and yes they learn a bunch of facts and math and all that type of stuff and all that stuff is great wonderful and cool but the truth of the matter is these are institutions that teach our children how to think how to ingest information and how to process that in our brains they're not prisons. There's a reason why I'm saying all this. They're not prisons. They're not babysitting stations. They are places where people who work very, very hard for the majority of their lives um, and spend a lot of their own personal money and do their own personal, um, their own personal uh, growth and, and, and own education and stuff like that also known as teachers and educators, um, come together with our children to teach them about the things they're teaching them. It is not a jail. And I, I, need, I need to say that because a lot of people are starting to throw the blame on everything but the common sense, the common denominator that is always the common situation for these mass shootings and it is easy access to guns and I don't want to hear anyone gaslight me and tell me otherwise it is easy access to guns because we aren't even like if you want to say mental health is an issue which fine okay mental health let's say I'm going off script let's say mental health is an issue let's say mental health is a problem right then why are the majority of the people who are saying 
specifically politicians. Why the majority of the politicians who are saying it's a mental health issue are also guilty of slashing mental health budgets in their states. If it's a mental health issue, increase mental health awareness, uh, fund mental health um, agencies and organizations. Give them all your support. If it's a mental health issue, if it's an issue about our music, the violence that exists in our music, which y'all want to try to blame rap for. But if you've listened to any rock music, like intense rock, rock music, um, and if you've watched those lifestyles that some of those folks live, the argument could be made. I'm not throwing the blame at any artist for creating the art that they create. I'm saying that if you wanted to, if you wanted to venture down that road, then what are you doing about it to fix it? What seminars are you holding? How are you engaging the artists themselves and saying, hey, let's sit, let's get a round table. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk about this. Let's get together. Oh, you're not? You're just saying? If it's violent video games, if it really is, then why aren't the millions of people who are playing these games also doing these mass shootings? If it's the video games. If it's, I don't know, Ted Cruz blamed doors. He said that it was the problem was one of the doors wasn't like properly secured or whatever. And I'm like, all right, if it was the doors, then let's talk about infrastructure and how we're planning on um, restructuring schools and how we're planning on improving our educational buildings and stuff like that. It's almost summertime. If y'all want to do a whole bunch of like renovations, I think summertime when the least amount of children are in school would be a perfect time to do it. If it was really these problems, but the problem is everyone wants to blame what everyone wants to throw blame on everything, but the, the common denominator, the United States is the only country that experiences mass shootings like this. The only country y'all want to talk about how great America is. This is the area where we shine mass death. <laughs> That's it. Y'all we're not even like the top nation for like, mental health issues but we are the only nation that deals with mass shootings this way and the common denominator is the damn gun and the access to it period so while this obviously deranged person is inside of an elementary school police are waiting outside pepper spraying parents and arresting parents who were begging them to do something, who were planning to do something themselves. People who have not trained in any academy, people who did not have to go under um, routine, routine testing and things like that. Um, people who don't have a vest, people who don't have a weapon or, you know, I don't know, maybe they did, but I, I didn't hear anything about any additional weapons, but people who don't have the training and the resources that, police officers do were getting ready to run into these schools to go save their children in fact one mother did she managed to get herself um unarrested <laughs> managed to get herself released from being arrested and detained and ran inside of the school grabbed her two children and came out meanwhile some of the parents who are beg who are at the school begging these officers to do something pleading pleading with these officers to do something for something up to like an hour over an hour 90 minutes was this entire attack something like 60 of those minutes the officers were incapacitated from doing anything outrageous out 
outrageous, you guys. And while, you know, you have parents begging and pleading, these folks are just standing outside. So much for that, so much for that um, adage that certain gun people want to throw around. The best thing for a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Here's the problem. The problem is the particular gun that this person had. This is not your normal handgun. This is an AR-15, I believe. AR-15. And if the police are too afraid to engage somebody with an AR-15, does, should, we, should we wonder like why we even have these items, these, these items of death, these weapons of war readily available for any civilian to own? I think that's something we should wonder. I think that's something that we should talk about. Because if the police who are trained, trained officers of the law are too afraid to engage a person with this weapon, maybe we don't need to have this weapon on the streets. Just a thought. Just a thought. Finally, the officers did engage this murderer. Like I said, it was some significant time later. Resulting in the death of, at the time, it was 18 students. One died in the hospital, which breaks my heart even further because if they had engaged sooner how many more lives would have been saved how many more people would have been saved and at one interview one of the officers was saying yeah we didn't go in because we were afraid to get shot meanwhile y'all have children on the inside getting shot you have kids who are in their classrooms listening to their 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 schoolmates being slaughtered you have teachers who y'all won't even trust with a curriculum. Y'all won't even trust them with the books that they teach. But you want to like, you want to, you want to challenge them to have guns in their schools. You think that's going to make things better? Foolishness. Absolute foolishness. Speaking of foolishness, let's talk about Greg Abbott, who held a presser the very evening of that mass murder. Um, a presser where he said, and I quote, it could have been worse. He said this on the day that many people lost the loves of their lives, their children. It could have been worse. What a callous, inhumane, terrible thing to let fall out of your mouths on, the, on some of the worst days that these people have ever experienced terrible right oppressor where he challenged where he brought up chicago's gun laws chicago are you i'm sorry are you the governor of where chicago is are you no you're the governor of texas why are you bringing up chicago where's your accountability this is the same governor who bragged not too long ago about removing um legislation that would restrict gun ownership um you know having reviews and having a permit and all these other things that are stop gaps for people who don't need to have these weapons common sense stop gaps at that but here y'all go here you go here's what happens when you remove those things people who don't need to have them get them this is a reminder that texas has the most school shootings since they started counting in 2012, Texas has had 43. Okay. Chicago 
I know Chicago is significantly smaller than Texas, but since he, since Greg wanted to bring it up, since he wanted to bring inner cities up, I would just like to remind Greg that at the time of this recording, when I was trying to do my research, Chicago has zero school shootings. Zero. I want that to soak in. Okay. Also, Chicago has a whole bunch of different issues, which I, again, I'm wondering why a person who is responsible for an entire state is focused on a city that is not his own, in his state. That's called a lack of accountability. So then while we're watching the presser and a lot of us were ready to turn it off, we noticed that the cameras start to pan over to a disturbance that is happening. And a man starts to walk up to the stage where Greg Abbott is, um, and a lot of these officials are. And start to directly challenge Greg Abbott. No mic, just walks up to the stage, keeps his voice calm, cool, collected. And that man was Beto O'Rourke. Beto O'Rourke is running against Greg Abbott. Um, and when I tell you this man is probably going to decimate him in the Greg Abbott, when I tell you Beto O'Rourke is going to decimate Greg Abbott in this election, I could tell you exactly why. You should have seen how this man was calm, cool, had his candor, um, while insults were being lobbed from the the table. I don't know if it was Greg Abbott who was saying them, but somebody was calling him an embarrassment, this, that, and the third. Um, meanwhile, Greg Abbott doesn't have blood on his hands, Greg Abbott. I don't know who we're calling an embarrassment. And I know those police officers or anyone who was involved in the, um, and the Uvalde school shooting, um, wasn't calling anyone an embarrassment because y'all were too afraid to even engage the boy. Meanwhile, Greg, I mean, meanwhile, better old work is walking up to the table asking critical questions. What are we going to do about guns in the state? So then they, they removed him, which is very interesting because those police were more apt to engage Greg Abbott, who was, who was peaceful, wasn't even raising his voice, even in a crowded forum, wasn't even raising his voice, just asked a bunch of questions. Those police officers were more um, apt to engage him than they were a person who was literally murdering their neighbor's children. Let that soak in. And so in the parking lot, because all of the cameras left the presser, because we, we all know, we all know what Greg Abbott's going to say. Basically, he wants us to be okay with mass shootings because he's probably deep in the gun lobby's pockets now. And when you're that deep, you can't really see, you know, logic, sense, compassion, empathy, obviously from the words that he was saying when he said things could be worse. Um, someone tweeted that when he says things could be worse, he meant that they could have been white children. And I was like, that is, oh, that also is heartbreaking. Um, but meanwhile, in the parking lot, Beto O'Rourke ran down a list of solutions for the gun problem that exists in Texas and across the nation. Ran down a list, ran down a bunch of things that we can do and we should do and the things that he would do as governor. And when I tell you that in and of itself, like the, the passion still didn't raise his voice, but was very passionate. Um, and the reason why I'm bringing that up is it, because I, I need you guys to see the, the, the parallels, the differences between certain folks. And when they get pressed by people and cameras and things like that, Ted Cruz, I'm coming down your alley in a second. Um, 
but yeah, like he ran down solutions. He said the different things that he he's going to do and the different things that the nation can do and the different things the community act um, leaders can do and the things that the community has asked for. And yeah, he's the fact that he has all of that down. Yeah, 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 because I guarantee you whether I don't care what color line you stand on red, blue, purple, you want your kids safe at school. You want your children safe at school. Unless you're an insane person, you want your kids safe at school. The majority of this nation, let alone Texas, the majority of this nation wants safe gun ownership. The majority of this nation. The rest of them are crazy. But the majority of this country, that's one thing that a lot of us can agree on. We want our kids safe and we want safe gun ownership, right? And Beto presented some very common sense, understandable um layman's terms solutions in the parking lot (laughs) so yeah do it that what you will um speaking of uh back to greg abbott apparently he had he wanted to have a meeting with some of the parents of the children who passed away in the massacre and folks were like no we don't want to talk to you um this is directly from insider um And I'm quoting Kimberly Rubio. Um, My first thought was my Lexi doesn't even like him. Kimberly Rubio told the Times. She was really little, but we talked about this stuff at home. We live in a really small town in a red state. and And everyone keeps telling me, you know, this is not the time to be political. But it is. It is. Don't let this happen to anyone else. That is the mother of one of the children who was massacred at Uvalde and that's why she didn't want to meet with Greg Abbott she's like no 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 because you're not going to use me as a political ploy you're not going to use my daughter as a political ploy what we are going to do is we're going to talk about common sense legislation because this can't happen to anybody else the grief that we are experiencing can't happen to anyone else and she's right she's right um apparently according to the hill uh, when Abbott arrived to rob elementary school on Sunday, um, crowds of onlookers started booing him. They started booing him. He apparently approached the memorial. The crowd composed of local Uvalde residents and people from other areas just booed him. And there's so many videos of that online. People are so over it. People are so done with it. Um, the NRA was having a convention at what an inconvenient time. <laughs> what it just oof. People were dropped like different performers dropped out of the convention. Um apparently Trump was supposed to speak at the convention and because he and a bunch of other leaders, including Abbott, who dropped out very last minute of the NRA convention. Um, and I would like to remind everyone that he dropped out very last minute because of political pressure and not because of a conscience. Um Trump was because Trump was speaking guns were not allowed at the National Rifle Association convention. I want y'all to let that soak in as well. See, see, they know they're dangerous. (laughs) They know they're dangerous. They know that these things are dangerous and they they just don't care about y'all. They don't care about us being in the danger. They know. Um, so yeah. Yeah. 
one kind thing that I saw, and there was a slew of kind things that I've been seeing, but one kind thing that I saw um, from CNN was nearly one week after the shooting in Uvalde, Texas, um, because the victims are being currently being laid to rest, uh, 19 of the victims who were, uh, whose lives were taken at Rob Elementary School, um, they're being buried in custom caskets made by Trey Ganim of Soul Shine Industries. They're donating these custom caskets. Uh, apparently Trey and his son, his 25-year-old son, have been working tirelessly to get the caskets assembled, designed, and delivered to the funeral homes for these funerals. Um, I thought that was immensely, immensely kind. Very, very kind. Um, and heartbreaking because small caskets, any caskets, period, for these these types of events. Um, but small caskets are just, it's just heartbreaking. Um, so, yeah, there's that. So we talked about the, the police department um, waiting outside for so long and there's, very few questions, I mean, very few answers as to why they were still waiting outside. Well, the, the U.S. Department of Justice has decided that they are reviewing the police department, the Uvalde Police Department. Um, according to Insider, the department has changed their story 12 times. And that was at the, at, that's at the time of this particular recording. We'll see if it keeps changing because that story has changed. It has more twists and turns than any roller coaster I've ever seen. Um, so according to the U.S. Department of Justice, they announced this on Sunday that they are reviewing the delayed response to the elementary school shooting. And that's according to I mean, that's at the request of the city's mayor. This is from the AP. Um, the police officers waited around an hour at, uh, outside of adjoining classrooms because a commander on the scene incorrectly thought that there was no lives at risk. Throughout the attack, teachers and children repeatedly called 911 asking for help. Authorities have confirmed. This is the this is Texas's deadliest school shooting in modern history and the nation's third mass shooting in weeks. Meanwhile, our neighbors to the north, Canada, they've decided to do something. Unlike, you know, our our um our politicians, you know, with thoughts and prayers and blah 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 blah. Uh Say what you want about Canada's folks up there. Say what you want. I'm not saying anyone's perfect, but I'm saying on this one, they got it right. On this one, they got it right. USA Today um, announces that Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said in a news conference on Monday that he's introducing a, quote, national freeze on handgun sales in his country to curb the increase in homicides. Trudeau's announcement comes after the mass shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Trudeau's decision didn't come without pushback from governor minister, government ministers, and the legislation couldn't become finalized until this fall. The proposed ban would, would apply to the buying, selling, and transferring, transferring and importing of handguns in Canada. A national freeze. That's something. That's doing something. I don't know how much of that something is it going to do. Because, you know, if there's guns already there, what can you really do? But it's something. 
it's doing something. It's doing something more than laying flowers at a memorial, which is a very touching gesture. It's a very kind and compassionate gesture. But when you have the power to do something, as in the presidency, when you have the power to do something, as in being a governor, when you have the power to do something as being a United States senator or congressperson, gestures don't mean much. But legislation could save lives. Apparently, and this is off script, but I told you I was coming back down to, um, to Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz was out at a lunch. Apparently, some folks came up and wanted to take a picture. And in that picture, um, while they were trying to take that picture, they baited Ted into having a conversation with him about gun legislation. And the journalist who tricked Ted into taking this photograph um, asked a simple question. If, if, if America is so great, why is it the only country that has these problems? And Ted fumbled around with trying to answer the question and basically got angry and stormed off. And I'm like, why are you angry about this? And then I realized Ted has personal investment in this great lie that of the greatness of America. He has based his entire career, probably most of his life on American exceptionalism. He and people like him get so upset when people like me and this journalist and so many others bring up the very real problems that our nation faces. The very real problems that our nation faces. And rather than address them, rather than fix them, rather than solve them, so that this country could be great, they'd rather ignore them, put their heads in the sand, pretend that something doesn't exist. We've seen them do it time and time again with this damn pandemic, with the numerous economic problems, and now especially with gun violence. We've seen them hide from the truth that America's not that great. Not in the areas where people count greatness, like education, like overall health and wellness of citizens, like freedoms, like rights. Like, how free are we when we can't go to the grocery store without fear? How free are we when we can't send our children to places where they should be safe, like schools, without fear? How free are we when we can't have worship in our synagogues, in our mosques, in our churches, in our places of worship, without fear? Fear of what? Fear of guns. Fear of violence. How free are we, Ted? Doesn't feel that great, does it? <sighs> so that's it for the church announcements. Let's get to the end of this episode. Okay, so this is a combo wrap-up rant. And in those tweets, um, I saw a tweet by Komorian um, at the handle at underscore sham God at underscore S H A M G O D. Right. And Komorian tweets. I cannot believe how many parentheses white people are invoking Emmett Till's name in the wake of the horrifying tragedy at Uvalde. Not only is this anti-black, it betrays the, it betrays a stunning misunderstanding of what happened and why which continues to happen to Till's legacy 
in death. What Comorian is referring to is the amount of people who are heading to the internet asking parents of children who were massacred to have an open casket funeral. Similarly to what Mamie Till Mobley did with her son after her son was brutally beaten, violently harmed, killed, murdered at the hands of racist white supremacists um, because of an altercation between him and um, Carolyn Bryant Dunham. And I'm going to say her name. I'm, I'm, listen, she, she needs to account for this child's death. And he was a child. He was 14 years old. Um, and this, this, his legacy is never at rest. Never. Like they had to create a bulletproof, a bulletproof, a bulletproof marker at the site where they found his body, where they, where they found 14 year old Emmett Till's body, a bulletproof marker because some of the worst human beings in history use it as target practice and would shoot it up. A 14 year old who was brutally murdered. Let that soak in. But the amount of people who have written to parents, including the one I'm about to mention, Nelba underscore MG on Twitter. She tweeted, if y'all don't stop tagging, tweeting, writing me things like this, you're going to kill me. I know you're desperately looking for solutions, but actually taking the time to write all this down and press send is just dot, dot, dot. Our answer is no. And it will always be no. Noble lost a child. Noble lost a child violently. And someone had the audacity and the unmitigated gall to write her what I'm about to read you. Quote, I used to live in Sandy Hook. My daughter attended kindergarten in Sandy Hook just a few years before the massacre happened. There are, of course, no words to deal with what happened and how you and other parents felt then and now. Losing a child, much less in that way, is unacceptable, unbelievable, and hard to accept. You and others have done magnificent work since then. I write because I want to present a rather strange idea, but one in which could possibly get this country out of being stuck as regards to school massacres, as well as massacres that implement the AR-15, which is a military weapon and should not be part of day-to-day life. Being stuck, sorry, being stuck as schools, I'm sorry, yes, um, sorry, I double, I did something with my notes. Anyway, ignore that. Um, Emmett Till's mother lost her son. I'm sorry, Emmett Till's mother lost her son to a lynching and torture. He was only 14. She did something which was undoubtedly incredibly difficult. I'm very angry reading this. I'm sorry. She allowed Emmett Till, Emmett's coffin to be, op- to be an open coffin so that people could see what happened to him. They were not able to just shrug off the death of another black child. One result 
of that was the anti-lynching law, which we just got, by the way. We just got the Emmett Till anti-lynching um, law. Like, we just got that, like, years later. Okay. What happened to Emmett Till happened in the, happened so long, not, not so long ago, but it happened a long time ago. We just got that. We just got that bill. We just got it. It just got here. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm laughing not because it's funny. I'm laughing because I'm so frustrated. Um, what if a parent or even more than one parent in Uvalde took, could look at what Miss Till did and allowed their, chi- their child to be seen in an open coffin with the damage that the AR-15 rifle did to them? One report said it was very difficult to identify children because of what such an automatic rifle does to the human body. I write to you because I write, I write you because, and the other parents have experienced this, um, what you have experienced in Texas. You have more perspective now because you still have the holes in your hearts. Is there any possibility you could advise, advise the Texan parents to consider this radical suggestion? My strong suspicion is that citizens and senators having to see what Uvalde parents had to see would break the log jam and would get universal background checks and a reinstitution of the assault weapons ban. The pain you, fe- you felt on that December day is just unfathomable. Please consider whether you can support and potentially share this idea with your Valde parents. Thank you for your consideration. So this particular parent that they're writing to is a parent who lost their child in Sandy Hook. And they want, they want this parent who lost their child in the massacre at Sandy Hook to ask the parents in Uvalde, Texas to show their, the bodies of their children. What Mamie Till Mobley did was a decision on her own part. It was her own idea. It came from her own head. It was something that she wanted to do. And she was willing. That's something that she was willing to do as a parent. No one should tell anyone, anyone, that they should do something like that. Period. Period. How callous and and. and just this that's just disgusting disgusting to ask a parent in their moment of grief hey can we see your kid's mutilated body maybe it'll help what 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 gross gross disgusting i cannot believe i'm so disgusted and you know what it's probably best that they didn't include this person's ad because i'm certain i'm certain this person would either need to like change email addresses and figure out this i'm just so disgusted so i'm really worried about y'all because not y'all who listen but you know the collective y'all out there i'm really worried about y'all because i'm seeing a lot of requests made to celebrities and parents like this And it proves that you're not okay because Quinta Brunson also got a similar request to make a school shooting episode for the very final episode of Abbott Elementary. Now, just a reminder, Abbott Elementary is a comedy. It's a comedy. It's based on a school in Philadelphia. um, And it's supposed to be lighthearted fun. Yes, it touches on heavy topics, but it's supposed to be entertainment. It's supposed to be funny. 
right? So you want the last episode, the very final episode, the series finale, not the season, the series finale to be a school shooting where a bunch of black children are violently harmed in this way. And you want that to be the final episode. Quinta tweeted, how many people have asked for a school shooting episode of the show I write? People are that deeply removed from demanding more from their politicians that they've elected and are instead demanding, quote, entertainment. I can't ask y'all, are y'all okay? Are y'all okay anymore? Because the answer is no. Very much no. Very much no. Like people are in her DMs and emails asking her to produce this. You're not okay. Y'all are not okay. Rather than, rather than calling and writing to the people that y'all put in place, you want entertainers and parents, parents of these child victims to do something. You do something. You. The hell is wrong with y'all? Again, I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because I'm frustrated. And then, and then, okay, all right. This is how I know y'all really aren't, okay? Y'all are out here trolling the victims' families. So one young man who is the nephew of one of the people who died, one of the teachers who died, y'all made him, y'all made him prove that he was related to this woman. Y'all made him prove with photographs. He shared a photograph of him and his aunt at his 21st birthday. Like, saying, please stop questioning my credibility of if I knew who my Aunt Irma was. She was my Tia, and I shouldn't have to explain myself. This is a picture of me and her at my 21st birthday party, so please stop. This hurts. Y'all are not okay. Y'all are not okay. Um, Seek help. Get the help you deserve, the the help that you really do need, um, because this is not okay, and you are clearly not okay. Okay? Okay. <sighs> Moving along. Let's get to some good stuff. All right. Blacks in the deep end. So I'm reading from the Grio and it says at a recent as a, oh yes. So Anita Baker, y'all know I love Anita Baker. Anita Baker is just, she reminds me of Sunday mornings, not Sunday morning, Saturday mornings, waking up here. My mom play Anita Baker or riding around in the springtime in the car with my dad. Um, we love Anita Baker at a recent performance. The legendary songstress Anita Baker shared that Chance the Rapper was instrumental in helping her regain hold of her master recordings. Baker was embroiled in a long fight with her former label for control of the recordings and emerged victorious in 2021. Remember, we talked about it. We were so excited. After stepping out of retirement, Baker is now in Las Vegas for a limited show residency with tickets already sold out. Because we love Anita Baker. Everybody loves Anita Baker. Um, While on stage at the Venetian Theater on Sunday, Baker took a moment during her set to point out that the Chicago artist, Chance the Rapper, um, pointed him out and then publicly acknowledged his role in helping her. So shout out to Chance. That's dope. Shout out to Anita. We love you. Um, I'm going to be streaming all your stuff. I've been streaming all your stuff because here, take, take, get, get this money. Um, 
So that's that. Okay, now I'm reading from Because of Them We Can. Shout out to Time Magazine as it has released its annual list of 100 most influential people for the year. Sectioning the list in um, sectioning the list of 100 influencers into six different categories this year. Artists, innovators, titans, leaders, icons, and pioneers. The publication has released five different magazine covers to honor their annual list, including um, Mary J. Blige, Zendaya, and Barbados Prime Minister uh, Mia Motley. Also on the list is our beloved Quinta Brunson, who we just were talking about, Jasmine Sullivan, John Baptiste, Amir Questlove Thompson, and Derek Palmer and Chris Smalls, who are the creator of the Amazon creators of the Amazon Labor Union. So shout out to all of those individuals. There's a lot of folks on there, a lot of folks, good folks on that list. I encourage y'all to go check it out. Um, finally, last bit of good news. Y'all remember last week when we were talking about the Juneteenth merch and like how it was trade? Well, we saw there was a trademark pending um, for Juneteenth. Um, the trademark has been abandoned. That's right. So, excuse me. So according to the trademark electronic search system um, of the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, Balkem Corporation, who filed paperwork to trademark Juneteenth on September 2nd of 2021. Um, they have abandoned the trademark on May 23rd of this year, around the same time that the controversy over the Walmart Juneteenth-themed ice cream started brewing because we saw that trademark and we're like, can you trademark a holiday? Can you trademark Valentine's Day? Can you trademark St. Patty's Day? Can you trademark Cinco de Mayo, Chinese New Year? Then why are we trademarking Juneteenth? You see the problem? You see, you, you see it. You see the problem. There, there's a lot of problems. Um, and later I'm going to do a deeper dive into Juneteenth and other freedom days we should celebrate. Juneteenth um, is one of the more popular ones, but there's lot of freedom days because people found out they were free at different times um so there's a lot of them and we should acknowledge them we should acknowledge these freedom days um, because to black americans that's our independence day like you know how everybody wants to shout out um july the 4th and you know it's fun and stuff like that but you know in the black community we just we take it as a time off a lot of us a lot of us take it as a time off grill hot dogs and and have cookouts and stuff like that and enjoy ourselves but woven into the fabric of who we are are these freedom days where we stopped being cattle at least in this capacity we'll talk about that another time but yes i'm very very excited that the juneteenth trademark has been abandoned and looking forward to celebrating in earnest this year so yeah, y'all, that's it for this week's show. Thank you for your likes, your shares, your subscribes. Please don't forget to leave a review wherever you're listening to this. Just go ahead and drop five stars and let us know what you think about the show. I read them. I appreciate them. Shout out to Patreon. Y'all are dope. I love y'all. Um, if you want to be in the Patreon fam with exclusive access to exclusive content just for you guys or first, um, you guys get to see content first before anyone else. Um, you can join my Patreon. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Whitney Elise. There are five different tiers by which you can, you can go ahead and grab 
one, whichever one you like. Um, we're appreciative no matter what. I happy dance every time I see those emails. Um, but thank you guys so much for your support. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm sending you all love, all just kindness and respect and just so much love. Um, hang in there, stay well, and peace, y'all.